Please join in as we sing, Lord, I need you. Just forgive us where we fail you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
different songs that I was working on. And I couldn't decide which ones I wanted to do, what I wanted to do. And so I had a, a suggestion to sing this song. And then I couldn't get it out of my head. And so I will be singing Beulah Land. And I couldn't help but think how fitting it was with the state that our country is in now that a, every Christian longs for Beulah Land. You 
singing, did you? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Isn't it good to be here? Psalm 95 this morning. As she was singing that song, I thought about Abraham, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Then it said, but now they desire a better country that is a heavenly Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He hath prepared for them a city. And I'm glad God's prepared for us a city. And it is so amazing to think today that we long for a place that we've never seen. That we long for a place that we've never been. But in Jesus, we're going to go there one day. And bless God that we're going to leave this old sinful world behind and this old curse-stricken world behind. And we're going to go to a land that is filled full of God's glory. Man, what a thought. What a blessing. If I don't get you excited, you need to get saved this morning. I get excited thinking about what's ahead of us as God's people. And that's not my sermon this morning, so I'm going to get back to Psalm 95. If you're glad to be in God's house, say amen. If you're glad to be saved, say amen. Isn't it good to know the Lord today? Since January 1st, the first Sunday of January, we've been on a series of sermons getting back to the basics. And we're on our very last sermon today, my responsibility as a Christian to worship, to worship. And I want next week, we're going to get off of this, we're going to start our revival service next week. Be here next Sunday morning, and I want you to plan on being here next Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. We have cards in the foyer. Get a card. Go invite a co-worker. Go invite a friend, a family member. Y'all want revival? It's going to start with a desire for revival. And if you desire revival and you sacrifice for this revival, then God's going to answer our plea. And I know that He's going to revive our hearts and souls. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? Psalm 95. <clears throat> oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. 
Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto Him with all psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is His also. The sea is His, and He hath made it. And His hands form the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God. Go to Psalm 96. So sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless His name. Show forth His salvation from day to day. Declare the glory among the heathen, His wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols. Listen now. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Bring an offering and come unto His courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Fear before Him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice. Isn't that something? Let all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For He cometh, for He cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with His truth. Their Heavenly Father, thank You for this day. Thank You, Lord, for saving my soul. And Lord, I understand today as a Christian that I have some responsibilities. Lord, we talked about our responsibility to Your Word, our responsibility to prayer, our responsibility to giving back to You, Lord. And Lord, this morning as we talk about our responsibility to worship, Lord, we have a responsibility now that we know You to worship Your holy name. Lord, You are worthy to worship. You're worthy to lift up and glorify. Lord, we have a responsibility as one of Your children to worship You, to praise You. Lord, oh, that men would praise Your name. Lord, as the psalmist David said, all oh, that men would praise your name. Lord, it is a name to be praised today. It is a name to be exalted. And Lord, if anybody exalts you, it ought to be us here this morning. If there was ever an individual, ever a group of people to lift up your holy and righteous name, it ought to be us today. We have so much to worship you for today. You are the creator of all things. You are above all. There is nobody above you. You are above every king, above every president, above every politician. Lord, you're above everybody. And Lord, may we give you the glory due unto your name. Lord, of all these kings, you're the only one that gave everything for us. Lord, thank you for being so good. Give me the power. Give me what I stand in need of to preach your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. My responsibility as a Christian 
to worship. One of the greatest responsibilities that we have as God's people is that now we can worship our Creator in spirit and in truth. We've talked many times about a natural longing that we have when we are born on this earth. And lost people don't recognize this. They don't understand this. But do you realize you were created and you were born in this world for the sole purpose of worshiping your Creator? Do you realize that there is a longing deep down in your soul when you're born in this world to worship the very One who created you? Do you realize that we are created in the image of God? We are, we are created by Him and for Him. Do you realize today that as His creation, we ought to humbly come before His presence and we ought to humbly come before Him and bow before Him and bring glory to His name because every bit that we can give Him, He's worthy of it today. And I think about worship and I think about when Jesus met the woman at the well and He said there in John 4.23, but the hour cometh And now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. Listen now. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Do you realize that God is drawing us into His presence? That God wants us to come before Him. And He wants us to worship Him and praise Him and bring thanksgiving to His holy name. Are you all with me this morning? He wants us. He's drawing us to come worship Him. Jesus told the woman there that there's coming a day that we worship in spirit and in truth. We come to this place today. God has brought us here. God is seeking us today to worship Him. How is it today that we worship Him? By spirit and by truth. You see, the Spirit of God is the starter of worship. We are brought into worship of God because of His Holy Spirit. You cannot worship God if you're not drawn by the Spirit of God. May I tell you that emotion should not lead us into worship. Nothing else should lead us into worship but by the very Spirit of God. He is the starter of worship. He is the promoter of worship. I want you to know the Holy Spirit of God is the instigator of worship. We worship God because the Spirit of God starts it and draws us into the very presence of a holy and righteous God. A lot of people start worshiping out of emotion. Friend, we're not drawn to God by emotion. Let's not get emotional this morning. Let's get spiritual this morning. Let's not get amped up on emotion and and tears and crying, but let's get amped up on the Spirit of God. Let's allow the Spirit of God to instigate our worship between us and God. And He said, when you do it, you do it by the Spirit and you do it by the truth. By the how, How am I to worship? Man, I'll tell you, when we worship, we get down, preacher. (laughs) Well, good. Praise God. Let me tell you how the Bible tells us to worship. When we worship, we allow the Spirit to God to lead us and guide us in worship. And you realize that the Spirit of God will never lead us outside the perimeters of Genesis to Revelation. The Spirit of God will always lead us in worship according to thus saith the Lord. You say, well, I'll tell you what, man, I worship this way. Well, if it's according to the Bible, praise God. Because the Spirit of God will always lead us to worship according to the truth. So when we come here on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, anytime we meet, anytime we worship God, we are to do it by the Spirit of God and by the truth of God. That is our motivator. It is our instigator. And this is our guide to worship. 
We must allow the Spirit of God to have free reign in this place. Did you all hear that? We must allow the Spirit of God to have free reign in this place if we are going to worship God. And when we allow that Spirit to have full reign, we will worship Him according to thus saith the Lord. He said, The Father seeketh such to worship Him. The Father, the the Creator of heaven and earth and everything is inviting us into His very presence to worship His holy name. There are some things that I want to look at and think about as far as worship today. Number one, worship is defined. The word worship in the Greek is a Greek word, proskunu, which means to crouch or crawl or fall like a dog at his master's feet. It means to prostrate. Oneself. It means to be in awe or in reverence in the presence of someone. So in the Greek and even in the Hebrew, when it mentions a worship, this is the utmost time of reverence that we fall before the feet of an individual. You ever seen on the movies of the olden days when the kings would come through and people would fall at their feet? Friend, we're not to fall at any man's feet. But we're to fall at the feet of God today. We're to fall at the feet of Jesus because He's the one that we worship. And we are to worship Him. And to worship the Lord simply means that we come before His very presence and we fall down before Him in awe and in reverence because simply because we're in His presence. Well, I'll tell you what. Man, I get amped up good. That's great. But when I get in the presence of God, I'm broken. Whew. Man, I can't think of a more broken time than you enter the presence of a holy and righteous God. What all? What reverence we ought to be in the presence of God that when we fully, truly worship Him, that we're brought before His presence. And friend, I don't know about you, but I can't sit, do nothing but sit there in awe and in reverence because of the presence that I'm in. The presence of God. The Creator of the universe. The One that is above all. I'm in His presence. The One who gave me His only begotten Son. I didn't realize how big of a deal that was till I got a son. And I love you, but not enough to give you Connor. And I can enter into that very presence of the One who died for me and shed His blood for me. Friend, let me tell you, there shouldn't be a more reverent time, a more in awe-inspiring time than when we worship Jehovah God. We need to worship, worship to fall like a dog at His Master's feet. Boy, that's a mission, isn't it? Ooh, that's a mission. To have a dog come and obey our commands to fall at our feet. Do you realize that God is not wanting to treat us like a dog? Friend, God has never treated us like a dog. Amen? But God has drawn the picture. That is how submitted we ought to be to the Lord in the worship. Another word there, our English word worship, comes from the Anglo-Saxon word worth-ship. Worth-ship. So simply when we say worship, it comes from that word that means worth, worth. We worship because He's worthy, worthy. When we're worshiping Him, it means because we think He's worthy. This means we are showing God His worth and that we affirm His supreme value and glory. Notice what it said in 96 and 8. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. He's worthy to worship. We come before His presence because He's worthy. 
when you worship God, you're giving Him what He's worthy of. Friend, let me tell you something. He's worthy of our all today. He's worthy of everything we can give Him. He's worthy of every song we can sing for Him. He's worthy of every sermon. He's worthy of every special. He's worthy of every Sunday school lesson. He's worthy of every time we get up and go to work for Him. He's worthy of it. He's worthy of Why do we worship? Why do we come up here? Because He's worthy. We're showing God His worth. Why are you here this morning? I hope it's not to get your spouse off your back. Ooh, I got some laughter on that. I hope it's because you're here to show God what He means to you. We're here, Lord, because you're worthy. You're worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of it today. He's worthy of everything we can say and do. Friend, worship is a time that we humble ourselves in the presence of God to show Him how much we love Him, respect Him, and adore Him. Friend, do you love the Lord? Do you adore the Lord? Do you respect the Lord? Are you grateful for the Lord today? Worship is one of those times that we can show God what He's worth to us. Lord, I just love You so much. I adore You so much. I just want to come before Your presence. I say it all the time. People starting to get on me about why we come to church. But friend, we get to come to church. We get to worship. We get to serve Him. Because we get to show Him what He's worth to us. We get to show Him what He's worth. Friend, what is He worth to you today? Worship is defined, but worship is demanded. We are commanded in the Scripture to worship. Notice Psalm 95 and verse 6. So come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Well, I'll never kneel before anybody. Friend, you're going to kneel before Jesus one day. I'd rather kneel before Him today than I would at at the great white throne of judgment. Friend, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the precious name of Jesus. And David said, let's come before His presence and let's kneel before Him and let's worship Him. Notice Psalm 96 and verse 9. Oh, worship the Lord. I love this. Oh, man. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Fear before Him all the earth. The beauty of His holiness. Isn't He beautiful? He's altogether lovely. Do you realize that we are commanded to go before His presence? Child of God, you are commanded to go before Him. You're commanded to enter into the very presence of God. In the Bible, there's over 600 references to praise and worship in the Scripture. Even Jesus told Satan, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt thou serve. He said, I'm not going to bow down to you. There's only one God that I'm going to bow down to. And even Jesus referred to bowing down and giving reverence to the Creator and our Maker. And friend, He is God. He said He's worthy. I'm not going to bow down to you because there's only one worthy enough to bow down. Let me tell you, there's only one worthy to bow down to today. And His name is Jesus. Child of God, listen. You are missing out. If you're not worshiping Him, you have a responsibility to worship. And I love what a man said here. He said, worship to the believer is like the engine in your automobile. Isn't that awesome? It is like the mainspring in a watch. Worship is to our spiritual lives the most important and essential element. It is as natural for a Christian to worship as it is for a person to breathe. 
For a Christian to live without true worship is like a fish trying to live without water. It is like a bird trying to fly without wings. It is like a house trying to stand without a foundation. Worship is essential to everything we are and do as believers. If you're not worshiping, you're going to struggle as a child of God. You are called into the presence of God. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. I'm not here just to get my wife off my back. I'm not here to get the preacher off my back. I don't not come today just because this is the social thing to do. I ought to be here today because I want to give Him what He's worth. Because it's what we do as Christians. And the only way to survive as a Christian is to keep on worshiping. Keep on worshiping. Keep on singing. You say, how long, preacher? Till you can't do it no more. Until that eastern sky splits wide open. You worship Him and you fall down before Him until He brings you right over in the glory land. And then you can fall before the very throne in that day. Friend, don't stop praising Him. Don't stop worshiping Him. Preacher, I don't have time. Make time. He's worthy of it today. Preacher, I don't know how. Figure it out today. Get in the Spirit of God today. Worship Him. Come before His presence. Let me tell you something. We're hurting as Christians today because we're not worshiping God like we're called to, worship Him. He's worthy. If you think so, say amen. If you think so, smile real big and pretty. Isn't He awesome? Glory due unto His name. Glory due unto His name. You're commanded. You need it. You must have it to survive, to, to prosper as a Christian. You have to worship. I can worship in the boat. Uh-oh, I said that, didn't I? The fishermen don't take that too far. I can worship in a deer stand. Don't take that too far now. I can worship all over the place. But David said, I love to come into a sanctuary. <laughs> I love to come before His presence in the presence of His people and fall down before Him. Aren't you glad we have this place that we can worship Him today? Aren't you glad that we're invited into His presence to worship Him? Now, worship is demonstrated. If you're with me, say amen. I've got a few quotes that I want to share with you, and then we're going to be done. A few quotes here. Worship is the opportunity for a sinful heart to come clean in the presence of God. Worship is a time of repentance and confession of sin. It should be the very first thing that we do when we enter into the presence of God. May I tell you, if you're going to worship Him this morning, you can't do it with sin in your heart and life. If you're going to worship God and you're going to worship Him in spirit and in truth, you must enter into His presence and you must deal with the sin that is in your life. You can never fully, successfully serve the Lord and worship God with sin in your life that has not been dealt with. The psalmist David said, If I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. May I tell you, we can come before his presence all we want to, but he's not going to hear us until we deal with the sin in our life. I love to worship, but sometimes that worship means, Brother Chuck, that we got to get down to business. That means we got to have one of them old-time fashion come-to-Jesus meetings. That means we got to go down there, and no matter how we've been living life, we've got to get right with God. 
That's one thing about true worship that pushes a lot of people away is because if you're going to enter into His presence, you're not going to do it your way. You're going to do it His way. Well, this is what I want to do in life, and God's just going to have to bear with me. No, friend. It, it doesn't work that way. We've got to do it His way. Well, I want to come into His presence this way. It don't matter. You won't unless you do it His way. You say, how do I do it? Oh, the precious blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And when I worship the Lord, I tell you, Psalmist David, he could worship. Oh, boy, did he worship. But David had some sin in his life, didn't he? And he had to deal with that sin. And oh, the fear and the trembling and the tears. Man, I've worshipped God where I'm shouting and celebrating, but I've worshipped the Lord where I was trembling. Because in that worship, we got to get right with the Lord. we got to carry our sins before Him and say, God, forgive us of our sins. And let the precious blood of Jesus clean us and wash us white as snow. Purged in the precious blood of Jesus. That's what we can do in worship today. We can get right in the presence of God. Another thought of worship, if you're with me, say amen. Don't fall asleep on me now. Worship is the overflow of a grateful heart under a sense of divine favor. (laughs) True worship is the overflow and the outpouring of a grateful heart towards God. We talked about Wednesday night in Colossians chapter 2, talking about abounding in the faith. Abounding in the thanksgiving. And that Greek word abounding simply represents the banks of a river that cannot contain the water anymore. And as Christians, that's what we ought to be doing. We ought to be abounding. That means we ought to be bursting forth. That means the things of God ought to be so full and so grateful in our hearts that we are bursting forth with thanksgiving. Why should we worship the Lord? Because it ought to be an overflow and an outpouring of the love and adoration that we have for God. We ought to be so full of God inside of us that we're bursting at the seams. We're bursting at the seams to enter into His presence. We're bursting at the seams to just say something good about Him. Friend, let me tell you something. Worship ought to be the overflow of our love and devotion of God. And when we come into this place, and I get on you all sometimes about how we sing and how loud we sing. Man, I'll tell you, we come into victory in Jesus. Don't judge me. I know I'm a bad singer. Friend, there ought to be some pop in our singing. There ought to be some fire in us. Because our worship is the overflow of our love and our excitement and our joy for God because God has been so good. And i got to shout it wherever I go. And i got to tell everybody that I enter in their presence about how good God is to me. Let me tell you something. When we get to heaven, what do you think you're going to do when you get there? <laughs> well, I don't like to sing. You better get over it. <laughs> We're going to sing like you ain't never heard when we get to heaven. Let's praise Him. Let's worship Him. Let's give Him glory due unto His name. Our worship ought to be the overflow. It ought to be the outpouring of a grateful heart towards the Lord. Another thought here is that worship is the outpouring of a soul at rest in the presence of God. We can worship Him because of our standing with Him. Let me tell you something. Not everybody's allowed into His presence today. Did you hear me? Not everybody's allowed into His presence. You know why? Because we come short of the glory of God. 
Moses wanted to sing, didn't he? He said, you can't see me and live. But he said, you get in the cleft of the rock and I'll pass by and I'll let you see my backside. Oh, he wanted to see him so bad. He wanted to experience him so bad. He said, you can't do it and live. Get in the cleft of the rock. Friend, he gave us a cleft in the rock and his name is Jesus. You know why I worship him today? Because of my standing with him. I'm allowed into His presence. I'm allowed to go there. I am redeemed. I'm a child of God. The Bible said in Ephesians 1, 6, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us, listen now, accepted in the Beloved. We can enter into His presence because we've been accepted into the Beloved. Isn't that awesome? Why worship? Because you're redeemed. We got a song that the angels don't even have. Isn't that beautiful? We've got something that nobody else in the world has. And it's the salvation of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we can. Because we get to. What a great honor. What a great privilege to worship Him. What time is it? Who cares? (laughs) Come on. Who cares? Well, the roast is burned. Who cares? We're redeemed. We're bought. We're forgiven. We're forgiven. I will never, ever have to answer for the penalty of sin anymore. Hell is not in my way anymore. Glory land is just in sight. Friend, who cares what time it is? Let's worship Him. We're redeemed. We're bought with a price. You say salvation is free. It's free to you, but it came at a great price this morning. Let's worship Him. Let's glorify Him. Let's bring glory to His name. Oh, look at 2 Samuel, and I'm going to be done. 2 Samuel. hope you all not looking at your watch now. <laughs> 2 Samuel 7. Oh, David loved the Lord. Worship is the occupation of the heart, not with its needs or even with its blessings. I love this. But with God Himself. Nathan came to King David. He'd been worn. Oh, been worn, worn, worn. God finally brought peace to the kingdom. Nathan came. David told Nathan, he said, I want to build him a house. I love him so much, i got to build him a house where I can meet in His presence. And of course, we know the end of the story. The Lord said, no, you wore too much. He said, but I'm going to bless your name and I'm going to bless your generation and your seed. If you notice down in verse 16, He said, "In thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. He told David, He said, I'm going to establish you forever. Eternity. Now, that's talking about Solomon. It's talking about Jesus. But it's also talking about His eternal security. He said, I will establish you forever. And when God says forever, that means forever and ever and ever. Now, notice verse 18, and we're going to be done. We're going to read some verses. Please listen. He just heard this. Then went King David in and sat before the Lord. And he said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that thou hast brought me hitherto? And this was yet a small thing in thy sight, O Lord God. But thou hast spoken also of thy servant's house, 
for a great while to come. And is this the manner of man, O Lord God? What can David say more unto Thee? For Thou, Lord God, knowest Thy servant. For Thy word's sake, and according to Thy own heart, hast Thou done all these things to make Thy servant know them. Now listen. Wherefore, Thou art great, O Lord God. For there is none like Thee, Neither, neither is there any God beside Thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. We should enter into His presence simply because of who He is. I'm not a theologian. I'm a dumb redneck that got saved one day. I'm no theologian. Somebody's just trying to make a preacher, but to me, this is what worship is. No matter where I'm at, when the Spirit draws me, whether it's through song, whether it's through message, whatever it is, this is what worship is to me. That when I begin to worship, if I'm in a crowd of 300, when I begin to worship, it's me and God. That's what worship is. It's God taking us to a place where there's nobody else that exists but us and the Lord. When's the last time that you get to the place where there's nobody else but you and God? When's the last time you went before His presence like David? Who am I? How unworthy. <laughs> How unworthy. When's the last time you came before His presence and just looked at Him? Said, oh God, you're beautiful. And the beauty of His holiness... Isn't he beautiful this morning? Isn't he wonderful this morning? About two of you think so. Isn't he beautiful? He's wonderful. Enter into that very presence and just say, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Child of God, we need it. We gotta have it. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Oh, that men will fall down before him. What are you going? What do you think you're going to be doing for the rest of eternity? <laughs> We're going to get us a new name. The Bible said that that in that day that the redeemed are going to start singing, and while those redeemed start singing, there's going to be lost people here on this earth, and they're going to be hearing the sounds of all of those voices, ringing praise and honor and glory, and what we'll all kick this singing off. As John looked, and he said there was a sealed book, and there was nobody worthy to open it. Then he said, Behold, I looked. He cried. He was crying. He said, I looked, and behold, the Lamb of God, the seed of David. From the tribe of Judah, there he stood as a lamb that had been slain from the foundation of the world. And you know what took place? The redeemed started singing. Let me tell you something. The angels can't sing that song, but you can today. And in that day, we're going to sing and we're going to get to praising who Jesus is. And we're going to sing about the blood. If the blood offends you, friend, you got a problem. But when we get to heaven, we're going to praise Him and praise Him because He redeemed us. And all this earth is going to hear us. They're going to have to hear how good He is. They're going to have to hear what they're missing. 
Man, I'm glad to be saved. I'm glad He's worthy to open the book. I'm glad He's worthy to stand as my Savior, my Redeemer. When's the last time you just fell before Him at all? Awe-inspiring. God, You're so good. You're so good. Listen. Get with you and God today. Get everybody else out of here. Get in touch with the Lord and worship Him. Let's stand very quiet, very reverent. Miss Dina's playing. If you have a decision to make this morning, would you come? If these altars are open this morning, come. Worship Him today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. As He plays, you come today. These altars are open. Where you are today, pray. Fall down before Him and worship Him. If you have a decision to make, let's do it today.